Minister of State for Planning and Electoral for Reform, Peter Burke, is on the line. Good morning, Minister. Um, Good morning, Joe. I'm sure you want to wish us well now on Sunday. Absolutely. I'd say it's going to be a, a very exciting game. You can hear the scenes from the commentaries there, the excitement in Limerick, going for three in a row. It's a huge achievement. Indeed. Now, we want to talk to you about a new €50 million Euro fund to refurbish vacant properties and increase home ownership that's been launched. Uh, how is this going to work? So, essentially, there's two streams. One is for uh, derelict properties, which uh, the applicant can take a grant of up to €50,000 for work for bringing it back into residential use, and they must use it as their principal private residence thereafter. And secondly, a grant for vacant properties of up to €30,000. Again, similar conditions apply. So it will be worked through the vacant homes officer in the local authority. The application forms are now live. And once someone uh, completes the application form, the local authority will inspect the property, give them an authorization certificate for the works to carry out. And when the works are carried out, then in line with the conditions of the grant, uh, it will be paid. Mm. Uh, just in preparation for this, we were in touch with uh, the Media Inquiries Office at your department. And there are no county-specific figures. It's a total pot and local uh, authorities apply to draw it down. Absolutely. So in the total Creek Conaha fund, we have uh, a half a billion euros. So 50 million euros initially, initially has been allocated for the rest of the year to this particular scheme. And that will depend on demand. We will have capacity to uh, increase it. But as the application forms are now live, uh, when you go through that process, obviously it will take people a bit of time. So it will be difficult, I would suggest, to get everything uh, spent uh, this year. So I would think as an initial uh, stream, it should be enough money for this year. And based, Minister, on the fact that they're bigger, you know, Dublin, Cork, and yes, Limerick City too, are cities likely to benefit more from this than smaller rural areas? Uh, no, this is specifically for towns and villages. Uh, so our city scheme has a different one, which is our town, our, sorry, our city fund, our Creekona city fund, is around €450 million Euro in it. Uh, for the five cities, and it has already been launched uh, a few months ago, so work is a pace uh, underway with that. This is separate in terms of looking at our 500 towns and villages right across the country that are uh, mapped by the Central Statistics Office and trying to uh, give them a help out to breed life into them because they are acutely suffering from dereliction as well. Yeah, and I presume, Minister, I mean, from your own travels around the country and from what your colleagues are telling you, you know, there is an awareness that, unfortunately, this vacancy issue and dereliction is a big, big problem. It's, it's an eyesore on top of everything else in many places. Absolutely, and we can see how much is holding back a lot of towns and villages. So along with the grant, we also put through a number of planning exemptions over uh, the last number of months. We included uh, pubs a few weeks ago. So if you have an old premises that was commercial in a town and village, you will be able to potentially get a planning exemption and also uh, get this grant to try and bring it back into a residential unit. And that will be a big assistance. So we're working on all the carrots now. This is a phase where we're trying to incentivise people to get the chance to get their uh, own home and to get these derelict properties back into use. But also in the forthcoming budget then, we'll obviously be looking at the uh, vacant homes tax, which will be the taxation instrument, the stick element of trying to bring properties back into use. And and should an individual then contact their local council? Is that the right route? Absolutely. So the information and the conditionality is on gov.ie forward slash housing for all. You'll see the Creek Cone has set there. But the actual application process 
is from the vacant homes officer within the local authority. We're chatting to the Minister of State for Planning and Electoral Reform, Peter Burke, and uh, the Minister is a familiar voice to us because he's also involved in uh, piloting uh, the legislation related to the directly elected mayor of uh, Limerick. But what's the latest on that? When can we expect an election here for a directly elected mayor? So I'm expecting to publish uh, the bill uh, in September. It will go through the Oireachtas then. It has been very frustrating for me as well, Joe. Uh, I will absolutely uh, put my hands up on that because we were around one to two weeks away from finalising the bill. But unfortunately, the planning advisory forum, there's a few urgent planning changes we had to put through this week, delayed it a bit. Our own department had uh, four pieces of legislation going through the Oireachtas uh, this week alone. So it's just been very, very difficult to get the additional resources. But we're hopeful now that we have it almost complete. So the bill that will underpin the establishment of the office and how it will work in the governance structures should be published in September, and then it will go through the Oireachtas. So once that's finished, which should take maybe two months less, maybe, uh, essentially government will have to decide the date of the election, then collectively the government leaders. And and would it be your expectation then, uh, based on all things being equal in Christmas and New Year, that we would see an election in the spring of uh, 2023 here in Limerick? Potentially. As I said, I don't want to, uh, you know, being relevant of my uh, own powers, it's it's a decision way beyond uh, my reach. It'll be the government leaders that will make it. But I know they're very keen on having an election next year, absolutely. The only point that's been made just by a few local representatives is that that that's creeping closer to the um, local elections that have to take place in 2024 anyway. It is, but the key thing is that we believe it should be a standalone election for the Limerick Mayor because if you had it coupled in with local elections, European elections, it would lose its focus because this is a very significant change. As I said before to your listeners, it would be the first of its kind. It's the biggest reform since the foundation of local government. So because uh, essentially this is such an important election, I think the electorate would need space to adjudicate and pick the right person that him or her would have the right skill set to manage a whole host of complex relationships between the city and county and indeed interacting with key government agencies and indeed the cabinet or the government of the day. So I think it should be a standalone election and you need that emphasis on it. Right. And finally, uh, Minister, we've discussed the pulling and dragging in the background and trying to get departments to come on board and all the things that you've been involved in. Are you confident that this legislation will give real teeth and real powers to a directly elected mayor of Limerick? I am absolutely confident in that regard. I have a number of uh, bilateral, bilateral meetings with the various different government departments trying to ensure that the bill will reflect the scale of the vision that people really want to deliver in Limerick City and County. But I do know we will have a review mechanism built in, and I'll be very, very honest with people, as I always want to, is that I won't be able to deliver every single thing in the implementation advisory report on day one. Some others are more complex, but that's how we're going to have a review mechanism and to see some of the items that will be included, how they are working. So we will have that review mechanism and we'll be adding more in if we need more or if there's any areas or gaps that need to that emanate, which you know can happen when essentially the rubber meets the road. You can uh, see you know something may not have worked out as expected, but we will have that review and try and ensure that it does add significant value for the citizens of Limerick City and County. Because interesting enough, I mean, the Taunashta, your party leader at one stage, uh, Leo Varadkar, did say in the Dáil, uh, not my department, but there are departments dragging their feet on this directly elected mayoral legislation for Limerick. Yeah, and I've been very clear meeting people in Limerick, and I met a delegation uh, down there uh, in Limerick City and County. I've been there a number of times, and I've been very open and honest. Like, it is difficult 
devolved on power from Dublin. And I say that uh, as a junior minister in government that, uh, you know, it ha- meetings have been difficult with some departments. Absolutely they have, because there are all established lines on how things should work. And sometimes people resist change when you're trying to, especially do a, such a significant reform like this. But I've done my very best, and I'm happy that the vast majority of the conditions in Tim O'Connor's report that was requested by that broad-based implementation advisory group will be reflected in the bill. But I, I'm just being honest in saying that I won't get every single thing uh, on day one. Okay, well, listen, thank you for your time this morning on both of those issues. That is Minister of State for Planning and Electoral Reform, Peter Burke. Call Limerick today now on 46 19 95.